Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to our program today. My name is Ellie Nieves, and I'm a speaker, a writer, and a leadership strategist. I'm also the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, where I coach women just like you to help you develop the confidence and leadership skills that you need to achieve your best in every area of your life. To learn more about Leadership Strategies for Women, you can visit my webpage at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for my free monthly newsletter, and you'll receive seven leadership strategies for success in life and business. The topic of our show today is shifting into high gear. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Or maybe you're getting along okay, but you feel like there's a spark of excitement missing in your life. If this is you, then you tuned into the right radio program today. Our guest is Carol Pesci. Carol Pesci is a successful real estate investor and motivational speaker who took the leap from nine-to-five employment to starting her own business in 2002. Within 18 months, she had acquired well over $1 million in real estate with none of her own money invested. She's the author of Macaroni Smile, a soon-to-be-published novel based on the life of her grandmother. Carol has been highly visible in her local community, having volunteered for organizations such as Kids Expo, the Dutchess County Arts Council, and the United Way of Dutchess County. She served on the Board of Directors of the American Cancer Society and was Chair of the Board of the Poughkeepsie Area Chamber of Commerce. Carol is an experienced and dynamic public speaker who engages her audience with her infectious enthusiasm. Her drive and positive energy are reflected by the team of people around her. Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ellie. I'm thrilled to be here. Great to have you on. So, Carol, tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, I used to work a regular nine-to-five like many people, and I was in uh, human resources for a while and then uh, actually went over to finance, which served me very well in the end, owning my own business. And I had a fantastic job as far as jobs went. I had an, a, a great company I worked for, great coworkers, and uh, great freedom within the, the job role that I had as long as I got done what I needed to do. So as far as jobs were concerned, I was very fortunate. I was paid well and happy. However... I remember driving to work 
certain days and the weather would be beautiful and I would see people in the middle of the week in their shorts or sweatpants jogging and I'm, I'm on my way to work and I'm like, oh man, what are they doing that I'm not doing, right. that I should be doing so I can have that freedom. So I knew there was a part of me that wanted to take a leap and do something on my own where I controlled my day. And I was fortunate enough to meet a very successful real estate investor who took me under his wing and uh, it was just kind of in a passing conversation. I was talking about a school loan in the amount of $15,000, I was trying to figure out how to uh, pay down little by little, you know, each month, looking how much we have left over. And they, he says to me, $15,000, he goes, that's one deal. I said, okay, tell me what I need to know. <laughs> so uh, from there, he, he told me to go read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which if anybody has not begun to uh, grow their minds by reading business or personal improvement books, that's a great starting point, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And uh, I read it in a couple of days and came back and said, okay, what's next? And I did everything he told me to do. And as the, the bio that actually kind of put me to sleep a little bit that you read um, explained, I was able to acquire a fair amount of real estate with none of my own money in a short period of time. So that gave me uh, the freedom to, to take the leap. And it was a difficult year, honestly, Ellie. I, I kept my day job and worked full time and acquired uh, quite a bit of property and rehabbed it and rented it out while working. You know, I wasn't, I do encourage people to start their own business. It's, um, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to do. It can be risky, um, but it can be very lucrative and bring you a lot of, um, a lot of freedom, but uh, not to necessarily leave your job um, and do that. Do both. I built it up and then I was able, about a year to the day that I bought my first property, I was able to leave my job. Now, you mentioned earlier that it was important to develop your mind with reading and you mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right. How important has that been in your personal development as a professional woman who has launched her own business? That one book, Ellie, is the fundamental difference to understand how independently wealthy people think and how they view things and money versus uh, working class. And, there, and, and, and when I say you know, working class, there's nothing wrong with that. There's some people that are very, very happy to have nine to five uh, when I go home at 5 o'clock, I don't have any responsibility, and that serves them well, and that's fine. But for people who are looking for something more, and, and honestly, jobs to me are are riskier every day than they've ever been. And people think you're going to get a safe, secure job, and honestly, you're putting your future in the hands of somebody else. So that is the foundation. That that book is really, really fantastic. It's a great starting point to get that that the foundation of understanding why people should look at going into business for themselves. Fantastic. Now, is that something that you do on a regular basis? Do you look for uh, books to keep you motivated? Um, I can't even say the term that my husband calls me because I read so often. And my, my, my mind has become like a sponge. It's so hungry. I can't. There's so much out there to learn and so much knowledge that people have already done that, gone there, and they're willing to share their information with you. And uh, I have an abundance of books here every day. That is how I with discipline, that is how I start my day. And even if it's just 15 minutes, which is, is, is a short amount for me, but even if I could just put in 15 minutes at the start of my day, that I start my mind by expansion, by learning, by growing. So uh, absolutely. That's wonderful. So tell me a little bit more about how you became a successful real estate investor. You said you had a mentor who kind of guided you through the process, and you yep. said that you also had uh, you were continue to work your, your, your job while you were developing your business on the side. Yeah. Now, what it were was, some of the strategies the, that you used to make that manageable for yourself? Well, keeping your eye on the ball, Ellie, and I know that you know this, you're a professional and you've accomplished some great things yourself. I knew 
in the end, I could see what my, my objective was, and I never lost sight of that. I knew that um, I wanted to acquire a certain amount of property before I could take the leap and get that freedom. So, so keeping my eye on the ball and be willing to do what it takes to get there most often people are not at a, at a, at a loss for, for ideas, for opportunities. They're at a loss for having that discipline and that gumption to, to get through it and do it. It was a really, really challenging year for me to work full-time. It was the same year I got married, uh, planned my wedding. Every single break, every single lunch hour, every single weekend was committed to that. So the strategy simply was knowing what the end goal was and not letting anything get in the way of that. And what were some of the major obstacles that you had to overcome in launching your real estate investment business? Probably, um, I would say letting my goal be more important than my fear. Because I was going into a whole new ball game. I had never done any of this before. I was very fortunate that I had a mentor, but, but everything was done in my name, and I was the one taking the risk, and I was, I was, I was on the hook for a couple hundred thousand dollars at a time each time I would, I would go out and acquire another property. I used other people's money to do it. And uh, so that can be a little scary. And, um, but what I decided was what I wanted to accomplish, my financial freedom and my time freedom, I made that more important than being afraid, and I just did it anyway. And I can tell anybody that probably the first step is the hardest, and I think you know that as well from your own experience. The first house I overanalyzed, I thought about it back and forth, and then I, and I knew, and here's what made me finally take the push to make the lead to buy the first one. As I said to myself, I don't think I can lose, and either way, I'll never learn as much from the books, even though books are fantastic, as I will from doing it. i got to do it for the learning experience, and then from there it just got easier every time. Now, I think it's great that you mentioned that your goal was more important than your fear because yeah. I think it's important for our listeners to understand that just because you're going into uh, a lucrative uh, investment deal or you're going to take a launch into something new that you've never experienced before, that doesn't mean that there's an absence of fear. Right. And... Um, and, and that, is, that is the difference. People have said to me, geez, Carol, you're not afraid of anything. Well, you know what? The fear doesn't always go away, and that's okay. So if you're a person who has great ideas and you want to take action but you're afraid, don't think that you're, that you're odd or there's something wrong with you. That's normal. But what the difference is, and it's not that I don't, don't have fears. I have them. But what I have is courage, and the difference is that that means my, there's something more important to me than fear. So, so putting those goals at the top of the totem pole, making them more important than anything else, and making a choice. Anytime you're, you're, you're stuck and you're afraid to move forward, ask yourself, what's more important right now, what I want to accomplish or this fear that I'm feeling? Because honestly, if we go through life every single day and we're perfectly comfortable, we're not growing. Mm-hmm. I've stepped out of my comfort zone. more, And each time you do that, you become more willing to do it the next time. Mm-hmm. If you and And for people also... I find that they have a good idea or they want to do something, but they want every single duck in the row before they take action. They want to plan it out perfectly. They want to know every single step. They want to know what they need to do. If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, before they ever take action. And then guess what happens? Nobody, nobody does anything because you'll never have all the answers in advance. Yes, you need to plan. Yes, you need to know overall what your strategy is, but just take the first step, and then the next step will reveal itself. And people, people are also telling me that they're afraid. What if they screw up? What if they make a mistake? I said, you will. <laughs> Get it over with. D- do it anyway and then adjust. 
keep your eye on the ball and just keep adjusting as you go and be willing to be flexible. But don't um, don't wait for everything to be perfectly planned out before you take action because you never will. So the two great strategies: uh, make sure that your goals are more important than your fear. Yep. Number two is just do it afraid. <laughs> yep. That's great. So Carol, besides being a real estate investor, you're also a motivational speaker. Right. Can you tell me what inspired you to become a motivational speaker? Sure. It's um, it's a fairly personal story, and, and you know, you and I know each other, and, and you've heard a little bit about it before. But um, the real estate was very uh, lucrative for me, and it positioned me to be able to work for myself and gave me the the, the freedom that I wanted. But I found myself questioning sometimes, um, what am I really, really doing? What am I really giving? back am I you know there was a little bit of a lack of that sense of fulfillment of that satisfaction and that that sense that I know you get doing what you do for a living and coaching and and helping women achieve greater things and um lo and behold look sometimes we look for an answer and and it and sometimes it comes slowly and sometimes it comes um smacks us right in the face and my husband and I were on our way to see our family his family in North Carolina and we were involved in a very serious auto accident I was hit in a 55-mile-an-hour zone on my side, and fortunately we were in a car that was only six weeks old and had three airbags, or I wouldn't be on the phone with you right now. And um, very heavy impact. I was bleeding heavily. I wasn't in tremendous pain, but I was in, you know, just certainly not comfortable. Shattered glass all over me and uh, realized when the car came to a stop after spinning around a few times that uh, I was trapped. Um, But... And I know we're going to get into this in a minute to talk a little bit about uh, perspective because that's really powerful. But I realized very quickly, Ellie, that uh, number one, I looked over my hut. Well, I didn't look over. I could see my. I was afraid to turn my head. My spine hurt. Um, but my husband was alive, and uh, he was communicating with me. And I looked down, and my whole body was still there. Now, granted, I was a little uncomfortable and I was bleeding, but I was I was whole. I was complete. So I never panicked. And I never never cried. I just simply said, okay, I'm alive, and I'll just wait for help. And in that time, I always look at everything that happens in my life because I believe that everything happens for a reason. So as I was waiting for help to come, I said, okay, why did this just happen to me? And what came to me is I thought, you know what? Had that been it, had I not been wearing my seatbelt, had any minor thing changed a little bit differently, my life would be over. And would I be satisfied with that? Would I feel like I left this world better than how I found it? And the answer to that was no. And I, and I made a conscious decision. I made a vow to myself that although, and believe me, I think striving for more money and greater things and accomplishment is a good thing. But what I wanted, decided right then was I was going to do that. I was going to continue to pursue you know, more, making a, a good amount of money. But I wanted to do that where at the same time I was enriching the lives of other people. So, so that's what encouraged me to go a little bit of a direction, different direction. I think the real estate was more of a means to an end for me. It positioned me. It worked out well. I learned a lot. But what's so much more important are the things that I talk to people about now, and that's your, your perspective on things and how you, how you look and how you think. I'm not talking about knowledge. I'm not talking about pieces of information. I'm talking about how people think and how they process and how they look at things. Because the things I talk about now are universal. I don't care whether you want to become a life coach like you are now or you decide you want to become an attorney, which you also are, where you want to invest in real estate or start your own business. But how you look at life and how you embrace uh, challenge 
is everything. And, and if people understand how they can shift their perspectives to move their lives forward, um, that, that's, that's, that's the key. And it's the most incredible feeling, as you know, when you know that you have, somebody has walked away with more insight or more excitement about life. Mm-hmm. They realize how many opportunities are all, all around them if they just start looking for them in the right way. And, and I get so much more fulfillment out of that than out of changing out toilets and switch plates and climbing into dirty houses and all. You know, I mean, it worked out well, but, but, but life, um, life is so much more fulfilling for me now. What a powerful story. And, Carol, you touched on this already, mm-hmm. but how important is it for someone to change their perspective when they're pursuing their dreams? Probably 110% of what matters is your perspective. And if you look at the one common denominator amongst people who are highly successful, you will find that it is their perspective. And like right now is a prime example. Um, I rarely watch the news, and I know I don't think you even have cable in your house. Um, we are in very, very challenging times right now, and I, I won't even argue that. So if somebody wants to tell me, oh, these are tough times, I agree it is. However, if you keep playing that same tape in your head as to what is wrong and how tough it is, and you're sitting back with your fingers crossed just hoping for something to change or hoping for something outside of you to get better, um, you're dead in the water. So it's a matter of um, the types of questions that we ask ourselves that creates our perspective. So, for example, if you have a bad day, and, and we all have them, or you're having a bad week or maybe a bad month or even a bad year, it's so easy to get in the trap of asking ourselves, why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong? Why did this not work? We're asking for all the reasons something isn't happening, and guess what? You're going to get them. Your subconscious is going to say to you, well, you suck, you don't know what you're doing, you're, you, know, you didn't learn enough, whatever, um, and it will maybe make up a few and throw a few more in. So you're, self, you're defeating yourself even more by looking at what's wrong. And so what I suggest people do is start changing the types of questions that they ask themselves. So um, if business isn't where it is right, where you want it to be right now or you're not where you are in your life right now, maybe you're in a job and you're unhappy, instead of asking why you're stuck there, Ask what do you need to do to get to where where you want to go. And you'll be starting to serve up a whole new line of of answers. And I know we talked about this once before, that same perspective can be used with when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. When people say to me, well, you know, I'm tired of working. I really want to be my own boss. I want to start my own business. Um, I want this this amount of money. And, and again, wanting more money is good. You can do more good with more money, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But shifting those kinds of questions. So for anybody who's listening right now who's either considering starting their own business or uh, wants to grow their current business, start asking not what do I have to do to make money because that gives you self-centered answers. It's you, it's you based. And nobody's going to hand you money or give you business just because you want it or need it. You and I both know that. And I think most people realize that. So start asking, how can I add more value to the lives of other people? If you enrich, if you add value to the lives of other people and to enough people, you'll never, ever run out of opportunity and you'll make incredible amounts of money. That's and great. so I, I suggest people start saying, well, how can I add value? How can I add value to the lives of other people? Let that be the starting point to say, okay, well, then I have this skill or I can offer this that adds value to people. And, and all of a sudden, when you start, start asking those questions, because certain people say to me, I have a job 
and I know I want to start my own business, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that will help answer that question. How can I add value? And then that will give you that you, you'll have more answers of what you can do than you'll even be able to take advantage of. Right now I have more opportunities than I have time to even get to because of how I look at it and, and the kinds of questions I ask. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So what's your advice for our listeners who want to shift into high gear? I guess going back to, you know, what I just said about changing the types of questions. I also have, I don't, I'm not sure if I sent this to you yet. I think I did. I have a fantastic special report. If anybody wants to go to uh, to my website, um, IWantMoreFreedom.com, just, just click on the Contact Us and send me an email, and I'll send you a free report that actually helps you um, answer those questions of what's most important to you and how you can shift your thinking. And here's another thing that that report will help you do, is I find even people who start their own business end up living their lives by default. They have put their business first, and their lives kind of fit in secondary. And what this will help you do, and I encourage people to do, is say, okay, what do I want out of life first? Do I want to be able to travel? Do I want to be able to be home at 2 o'clock when my kids go home from school? What are the things you want out of life first? Then let's build your business around it. Most people come at it from the other direction. Right. Now, uh, Carol, it looks like we have a caller who has a question. You mind taking a caller? No, I'd, I'd love to. Okay. Uh, caller from area code 607, do you have a question for Carol? Yeah, hi. I just want to say that I, I've been through Carol's seminars, and I have to tell you, she changed my life. She, you know, it was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. Uh, within six months of going through her courses, I, I ended up buying my own house. Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. What a great testimonial. Thank you so much, caller. Sure. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. I think I know who that is, too. I think his name is Bob. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, you know, I'll tell you what clicked for Bob. Um, he's a sharp guy, um, very intelligent, very willing to take responsibility for himself, and, and um, that was the key. In fact, you know, I don't think I totally touched on this yet, but um, – if I were to come on to a show or, or somebody said to me, you come speak to our group and um, you've got five minutes, what's the most important thing that you can say to them? And what it would be is to look at your life and decide that you want to take 100% responsibility for the state of your life. And initially, not everybody likes to hear that, Ellie, because that means if you're somewhere that you're not happy with your circumstances, people don't like this. Well, it's not my fault that this happened, that this happened. Well, you can't control things that happen around you, but you can control how you look at them. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking for where you do have control, well, how can my actions impact it? And that's what I remember hit for Bob is that he he said that he used to go through life thinking that he was uh, a victim. Mm-hmm. And when you feel like a victim, what do you do to change your circumstances? You do nothing because you think you're powerless. Right. But when you start saying, okay, um, I'm going to take responsibility for my life, so you start asking the right kinds of questions. So what do I need to do? And he did. I, re- I remember um, that, that I think he, he took his last coins of change to put the gas in his car to come to my event. I'll never forget that. Wow. And now he calls in so many months later, and uh, he's a homeowner, and because he shifted his thinking. When you talk about how powerful perspective is, that, that's what's it. Great story. So, Carol, what are three of your secrets to personal and business success? Um, I would say one of them, Ellie, for sure, is to always look for win-win situations. 
I, when I was acquiring the real estate, um, for example, even, you know, in some houses I, I bought them at foreclosure auction, I would always try to approach the homeowner first and say, maybe there's something I can do to help you in, a, in advance that will save this from your record. And, and when I could do that, I, I would do that. Um, and I remember one woman, as an example, her, her husband had left her and uh, had over-leveraged the house, and she was a wonderful woman. And uh, I, I couldn't reach her before the foreclosure auction, and, and I bought it at foreclosure auction, and I went and knocked on their door to t- go talk to her and let her know I was the person who you know, won the bid and ask her what her needs are and what was going to happen next. And, and she told me what she wanted to do, and she was ready to go emotionally. And um, I, I ended up giving her $2,000, to um, get herself set up. Now, there was nothing legally that required me to do that. Um, but she, she ended up calling me like an angel or a godsend or something. So, I mean, to be able to make money and do right by other people along the way is key. And I get frustrated when I see people who attempt or even sometimes successfully make money by hurting other people or at the expense of other people. I will never do that. And, and so I would say that's one of my keys is to always look for win, win, just do right by other people. And that has, uh, has, has come back to me and my own personal satisfaction and the people coming to me wanting to do business with me because they know my character. And I know you're the same way, and I would encourage that for other people. So always look for win, win. Um, and then... Uh, and then the other thing I would say is how, uh, you know, the second thing is how we view and handle challenge and obstacles. I gave a presentation out in Seattle last year, and I talked about this. And I, I said, you know, when I flew out here, I was flying at about 30,000 feet. And it occurred to me that Mount Everest is 29,000 feet tall. And as I'm flying at this cruising altitude, I'm like, my God, people climb this mountain to 29,000 feet. It, it, I did some research when I got there, and I, real, and I saw that, that sometimes the temperature gets to 76 degrees below zero. Uh, they have hurricane-force winds. They've had about 2,500 people climb Mount Everest. 210 have died. That's almost 10% of the people who have climbed the mountain have perished. And some of the people are in a position that, that have died that, that they can't remove them, and they can see them actually from the trail. Wow. Add to that. It costs $25,000 to get a license just to climb the mountain, plus you need to hire the right people, get the equipment. They estimate it costs about $75,000 a climb. So why would somebody put themselves in that kind of conditions, at that kind of risk, and pay to do it? And that tells you how they embrace challenge. And the funny thing is, in life, we look at these bumps on the road and these things that happen to us, and we say, oh, man, this sucks. Why is this happening? You know, why can't life just be smooth for me? Well, Ellie, in the end, what are the things we celebrate the most, that we are most proud of, the things that came easy? No, it's the things that, that, were, that were difficult. We hunkered down and we found a way through it, either with our perseverance, our knowledge, whatever. Right. So, you know, when you look at it that way, the bumps in the road are okay. They all help us grow. They all help us learn, and they're the things we're going to celebrate most later on. So, so, so the second thing I would say when you ask for three, you know, three secrets is, is how I view and handle challenges and obstacles. And, and, and granted, I've had some great success. I had my challenges too. Not everything went smooth. But it's how, it's how we look at them and what we choose to do with them afterwards. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And then, and then the third thing... I would say uh, the secret to my personal and business success is 
I believe that we live in an and world, not an either or world. And, and whoever made up the, the, this stupid saying about you can't have your cake and eat it too, I, you know, is a moron because you can. <laughs> um, it is one of the things I do in my events is the first thing we talk about is sometimes people have negative. I mean, tell me some of the things you hear about money. Money is the root of all evil. You know, there's so many negative connotations to money that a lot of people, without even consciously realizing, their subconscious mind is holding them back because they think it's wrong to want and go for more money. And I think just the opposite, particularly people who have good character, like you and like Bob, who's a great guy, and, and someone like myself. The more money I make, Ellie, the, the, the more ability I have to do good for other people. Right. And I live in um, I live in a one I have a I have a blessed life I drive a nice car I live in a big house and a couple of fireplaces and um, and someday I'll have a bigger house mm-hmm. and, and my point is and I appreciate what I have every single day so for people who are hesitant to move forward because they think they're too greedy or that people will look negatively on them you can go for more and appreciate what you have right now it doesn't mean that you don't. Wonderful. So, Carol, you uh, motivate people. Where do you go for inspiration and motivation? Oh, good question. Um, probably from the, the reading that I do. And, and, and the, the readings that I do are, some of them are just personal development on mindset and perspective. And that will sometimes... Um, get me pointed in the right direction. Sometimes the books that I read are, you know, more logistical on running a business or marketing, and sometimes they're just mindset and attitude. And, um, you know, I've been always naturally very driven. I was very fortunate to uh, that my mom, even from a very young age, told me I could do anything I decided to. And, and I fortunately had good programming from a very young age. So, so even as a kid, when I was, I think, 13 years old or so, uh, I decided I want to teach myself how to play piano. And, and since Mom said I could do anything I decided to, uh, I did. And I, and I taught me I can now play classical or Billy Joel or Elton John, having, having never had a lesson. So there, there was something in, ingrained in me that I always knew that I could, I could achieve whatever it was that I, I put my mind to. And, and you know what? I do get bad days. Um, just like everybody else, it just doesn't last long because I start putting things in perspective. I start saying, okay, um, who, who's worse off and how healthy is what I'm thinking right now? Will my processing, will my complaining, will my feeling bad get me to where I want to go? And the answer is no. Okay, so what kind of thinking, what kind of questions, what kind of action do I need to take to hey, get myself in a better place? Yes. We're actually down to our last 30 seconds. Can okay. you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you? Yes, you can go to my website, www.iwantmorefreedom.com, and uh, just click on on Contact Us and uh, send me an email. I'll be happy to send out those special reports or um, answer any any questions that that people have. And, and Ellie, thank you so much for thinking of me and and bringing me here today. Well, Carol, thank you so much for providing great insight and shifting into high gear, and I look forward to bringing you on the show again in the future. Thank you very much, Ellie. And thank you to all my listeners for tuning in. Hello, Carol? Yep. Yep, okay. We're off air now. Okay, good. But thank you so much. You were fabulous. Oh, my pleasure. That that was what you were looking for? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And if you want, you can go right online and you can listen in. It should be up in the next few seconds.
Okay, terrific. And there's a few people I know that couldn't listen in at this time, so I'll send them the link so so they can take a listen to it. So and uh, so, thank you again, Ellie, for thinking of me. If there's um, a more specific, or you want to, you know, go in any other direction within a little more in depth, um, let me know, and I'd be happy to come work with you again. Sounds great. Okay. Thank you, Carol. Have a great night, Ellie. You too. Take care. Bye. 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 Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.